Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode 169 of the Ask the Coach show, where Ping Skills helps you improve your table tennis. 169 is a square number, since 13 times 13 equals 169. And if each number is reversed, the equation is still true. 31 times 31 equals 961. And also, um, for our English fans out there, England beat Australia by 169 runs in the first Ashes test this year. Oh, no. For Throwback Thursday, we're going to take a look at our match strategy section. In the questions, we'll talk about whether you should change your grip or your bat, training schedules, bending your wrist, and throwing the ball vertically when serving. I'm Jeff Plum, and as always, Super Coach Alois Rosario is here with me to answer your questions. Welcome, Alois. Thank you, Jeffrey, and uh, welcome, Ping Skillers. Um, another day in Melbourne that's a little bit cold, a little bit cold, but we'll get through it. Come on. We've, uh, we've said it before, haven't we? But we're really looking forward to winter being over. Yes, indeed. Get rid of it. <laughs> Not long to go now. Um, now, Alois, do you have any exciting information about this day in history? Of course I do, Jeffrey. Of course I do. In, um, in 1977, the Voyager 2 spacecraft is launched to become the first probe to visit Uranus. Wow. I like space ones. There you go. Voyager yeah. 2. Yeah. Yeah, Voyager 2. There you go. Yeah. Not that exciting. I mean, I almost think it's, yeah. I, I'd almost say your fact about the uh, cricket test 169 was almost as good. There you go. Go numbers. Um, <laughs> and I noticed in the space program, people seem to get a bit more blasé about it as more and more trips to the moon and trips in outer space happened. It was kind of um, just, yeah, lost its magic, I guess. Yeah, I suppose it's like everything, though, isn't it? Like, you know, you do it a few more times and it becomes a bit more uh, mundane or regular, a bit like bit like playing your forehand topspin, Jeff. You know, like if you if you make the first one the first time ever, it's fantastic, but... After a while, when you're practicing it and doing it all the time, it's easy. No one even looks. <laughs> there you go. All right. Now, yesterday's Ping Skillers question of the day was, what is the strangest thing you have seen on a table tennis court? Alois, what did people have to say? What have they seen? Well, we know that uh, Mick War and Scott Houston have a little bit of a, uh, you know, tater take going, and uh, Mick War has just put up Scott Houston. So, um uh, for others, though, have said, uh, um, Ilya said, during my recent tournament, I played a kid in the semifinals that beat me twice before. When I finished the fourth game with a crisp forehand winning the match 3-1, he started to cry really loud. Poor little kid. Ilya, stop beating up on poor little kids. Oh, um, that's and- terrible, making kids cry. <laughs> Ilya, how could you? <laughs> and... Uh, Ariza said, it's very strange that when I tried to return a serve, the ball sank into the net. The next, the other time I tried to return the similar looking serve, the ball flew away. So for him, that was very strange. That and, is, uh, I mean, people that have never played against a, you know, a, a spin before, that really confuses them. When one goes one way, one goes another way, blows their minds. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it is, that's right. And Dominic Graham said... Uh, I hit a hard smash straight into a guy's Adam's apple. Oh, 
He dropped the bat, held his throat with both hands and stumbled away towards the back wall. It was an accident, and I'm certainly not proud of it, but it did create some discussions on the day. Sorry, Chris. So there you go. So a few interesting things that happened on uh, on a court. Yes, indeed, Alois. And I think I've told this before, but the strangest thing that I've seen was probably myself. Um, <laughs> I, was training, <laughs> I was training in China and I was back lobbing and um, I was lobbing and just, just getting to the ball and lobbing and just getting to the ball and lobbing. And then my training partner did a drop shot and I came running in, running in, running in and I just smashed straight into the table and the table pushed back and nearly hit the guy at the other end. And oh, the whole stadium started laughing and people were doing bull signs at me. And that was pretty strange. Yes, you were um, you were referred to as the bull for quite a while after that, Jeffrey. <laughs> yes, indeed. All right. Um, now, Alois, just a quick note on, I know it's quite funny and quite strange, the kids crying is... Is this a good thing for kids to build up resilience or are their expectations too high or do you have any thoughts on this? I know it's a delicate topic. Yeah, you know, I'm not completely, you know, think, oh, that's terrible. Um, One, at least it shows me that they are really passionate about the game. Um, But, yeah, and and especially at a young age, you know, it's difficult to uh, manage those emotions um, well. And you'll see that kids, though, (coughs) um, change their emotional level really quickly. So you you would have seen that kid crying, but two seconds later he's off, you know, talking to his mates and just having a a good time again. Um, Adults, it takes a little bit longer, you know, like if we have, have an emotional low or an emotional high, it um it takes a bit longer for us to uh, to go up or down, but kids are just like oh, I'm bawling my eyes out. Next minute they're okay. Next minute they're bawling their eyes out. So, um yeah, I, I don't think it's terrible, uh, but it's something that you know they need to start to learn to manage. That's all. Yeah, very interesting. I I see that with yeah kids these days exactly like you're saying. One minute they're crying, next minute they're absolutely fine, laughing. Um, yeah, and. Yeah, I must admit I cried quite a few times when I was a kid uh, after table tennis matches. So um, <laughs> I think it's fairly common and fairly normal in a, in a, some regards. Yeah, I think as long as long as they don't, you know, go over the top and start, you know, getting, you know, um, um, abusive or hitting things and all that sort of stuff. I think it's, you know, then then I think you need to just stop them straight away. But, you know, if they come off and they're crying, I think that's all right. You know, just give them a bit of time. They'll be okay. All right. Excellent discussion. Now, the Pink Skillers question of the day is, how often do you change your equipment? So jump online to facebook.com slash pingskills, leave a comment, or on the website pingskills.com, click on the blog link and leave a comment there. So we want to know how often... Do you change your equipment? All right, now, Alice, because it's Thursday, it's Throwback Thursday, and we're talking about a match strategy video, which was a match between Carter and Keck. Yeah, so this was um, this was part of a whole series of um, of matches that we did um, a while ago um, as part of the Ping Skills Classic, and I think you know just in general, it is good to watch um, some of the better players play. 
and just see what they do. Um, during these videos, um, we uh, commentate on the match and hopefully it gives you an idea to see uh, what's going on. So from our eyes, um, seeing you know what we think tactically is happening, uh, what we think technically uh, players can change. So, so the first one is um, Craig Carter playing Christopher Keck and... Uh, yeah, a really interesting match. You know, Craig Carter's got a, a good backhand. Um, and, you know, just seeing how Christopher Keck can find ways around around all of that. So um, well worth a watch. And we'll put a link on the site. Um, and I think, you know, it's good to watch um, any uh, players play or any better players play and just have a look at what they're doing. And even if there isn't commentary, while you're watching it, just see if you can start to think a little bit about, okay, what's happening? Why did he win that point? Um, why did uh, why did he play that ball to the forehand side? Why did he play it to the backhand? Was it a good idea? Um, and then once you start to um, make those analyses during a game, hopefully you'll be able to translate it back into your own game and... and, um, and see if you can start to analyze analyze what's happening in, in your own matches as well. Yeah, great idea, Alois. And I guess, um, as you said there, when you're trying to watch a match, it's all about the questions you ask yourself, isn't it? I guess it's the same with learning anything. If you ask good questions, you're going to start to learn more. So like you said, some of those good questions are, why did he hit it that way? Why, why did he do it at that speed? Things like that. Yeah, excellent. And yeah, as Alois said, we'll yeah. put... Oh, yep. Go, Alex. I suppose that also relates to our um, our vault section as well. So for yourselves, um, in there, there um, you can go through the vault and um, add in tactics that you've used against players and, um, and, and little bits about each player that you play. Um, and that's all part of the, the, the uh, match analysis as well. Yeah, good point. So if you haven't tried out the Ping Skills Vault, do so. It's a great tool, just easy to use. Go to pingskills.com, click on the Vault link, and you can you know enter people you've played against and start entering tactics that you use against them. Give it a try. And, yeah, as Alloy said, there's a whole series of these uh, match strategies. This first one's available for everybody, so take a look. We'll put a link in the show notes. And then there's a whole other series that are really useful too that are available to our premium members. So if you want to improve your table tennis, check out the premium membership at pingskills.com. Lots of great stuff, serving, receiving, match strategy, uh, sports psychology, everything you need, training secrets, and a really popular 52-week training program. So check out the Ping Skills premium membership at pingskills.com. All right, now, Alois, I love this. People have jumped on and are asking us questions using the Google Q&A app, and anyone can do this by going to our Google Plus page. All right, now, Brian has asked, do you guys have any diets when preparing for tournaments? I've always had the right exercise plans, but I don't know what to eat. Yeah, so <clears throat> nothing specific. Um, things that I used to find useful for me were making sure that during the day especially um, that I was well hydrated. So lots of water um, and perhaps you could add just a little bit of juice in with in with it. You don't need a lot of juice, you know, just 5% or 10% juice added to your water just for a bit of taste. Um, <laughs> but also um, I used to, I used to uh, find things like fruit buns were good. So a nice mix of 
carbs and some sugars and um, things that uh, kept me going through the day. But eating them regularly, so not just, you know, um, having a big meal, just, um, you know, every half an hour or an hour or so, um, just grab a little bit to eat, um, I, found, I found was really useful. Um, before um, the tournament, again, make sure you're well hydrated the day before as well. Um, and, um, you know, just, just, I mean, things like, you know, some carbs, some pasta, that sort of stuff uh, was good. But we're certainly not um, nutritional experts. So um, uh, have a little bit of a search around. There's plenty of information around now about um, nutrition for sport. Um, have a little bit of a search around. We might do the same and see if we can find some links for you. Yes, good idea. And um, I particularly like those tips, Alois, and especially the one about being hydrated the day before. And then I think it's also important on the day to, you know, make sure you're drinking enough fluids as well. Um, again, I'm no dietitian, but I used to like, you know, Gatorade or Powerade or something like that um, during the day too. Just found that my concentration levels were better towards the end of the day if, you know, you'd eaten enough and, and had enough fluids. Good question, Brian. All right. Now, Ilya has asked, have you ever seen someone doing a high toss backhand or reverse pendulum serve? Yeah, um, I have. Um, the backhand especially I've seen players use. Um, and I think, you know, like I like your question because I don't think that it's used enough. You know, why not? Why not use a high toss backhand serve? Why not um, use a high toss reverse or a high toss, um, even a high toss punch serve? Why not? Um, you know, so... Yeah, give it a go. I I like the use of the high toss. It's just something different. It throws the rhythm of the game. And if it's something that you do regularly and well, then it's something that the other players don't see very often. So, yeah, give it a go. I I really like your your line of questioning, Um, especially the backhand. The backhand I've seen used, and it can be really effective. All right, there you go. There's a tip, everybody. Get out, start practicing your high toss backhand serves. Good thinking, Ilya. All right, next up, uh, Lakshia has asked, she says, we have not too much time to train, only two to two and a half hours to play. In that time, we have to do physical uh, exercise too. So how do we manage time? We don't have a good coach, so how do we improve ourselves? Okay, um, lucky you. Um on the site, we've got some free downloads that will really be useful to you. Um, so one is um, our um, training plan. So you can download the training plan from our free downloads, and we'll put a link on the show here. Um, the training plan basically sets out um, a two-hour block for you to train, um, and it breaks it up into the different areas that you should work on during your training. So like the, the, um, the warm-up, the on-table warm-up, um, the drills that you do, the game section. And then the second uh, great download for you is the training drills download. So by going through the training drills download, you can then pick out some drills that you can do um, to slot into your training plan. Um, so, yeah, some some pretty helpful little downloads there for you that you can utilise and set up your training for yourself. It's a great idea to just think a little bit about your training before you get out there and on the table. Otherwise, when you get out on the table, you just say, oh, what do we do today? And you just, you know, you just wing it and you end up wasting a lot of time. So um, set the plan up before you start. Um, 
also make sure you've got a, a watch or a clock there that you're timing yourselves for each of the drills, you know. So so set out that this drill I'm going to do for 10 minutes or five minutes or seven minutes or whatever it is. Um, and then, then that way it'll keep your training session nice and tight and you'll get a lot of benefit out of it. Yeah, excellent advice again, Alois. So, yeah, I'll put a link in the show notes to those free downloads. And I know I mentioned the premium membership before, but the Training Secrets course is all about this question. Um, We talk about how to break down your training session into the different parts um, and then all the drills that are on the free training drills download. We show you in in a video how to do that drill and not only how to do it, but why it's good for you and what it's going to help you improve. Um, so yeah, it really is a good part of the premium membership. But uh, And the yeah, other the other part then, Jeff, yeah, the other part of the premium membership that will help is the 52-week training plan. So in that, we set out 52 weeks of training for you. So, um, so then you don't, have to, don't even have to do the thinking. Yes, good point. And that is a really popular part of the site. People love that training plan. So um, good work, Laxia. Um, Great to see you got time to train. That period of time is going to be a good period of time. Just need to start, yeah, working on improving yourself. So get that plan, um, start working out some sessions, and you will certainly start improving. Good work. All right. Now, Manny Canton, sorry. Sorry, Manny Canton. I'll try and get that right. Manny Canton has asked, I'm a penhold RBP player, so uses the reverse backhand on the penhold, and he finds a heavier bat setup very hard to play with. Is there anything you would recommend to increase wrist strength? Um, yes. Um, I mean, you can do you can do things with weights, with wrist curls, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but why not just get a lighter bat? Um, yeah, there are plenty of lighter um, penhold bats around, so. Um, you could do that. I mean, definitely, you know, keep working on increasing your, your wrist strength or as well. Um, you know, things like um, curls, if you uh, if you get a, a, a piece of wood, um, a rope and hang it, hang a, a little weight from the rope and just curl it up and, and curl it down, um, those sort of things can help you with your wrist strength. Um, but, yeah, why not get a lighter bat as well? All right. Thanks, uh, Manny Canton, for the question. Now, you're talking about that little tool there, Alice. Reminded me yesterday you were talking about the karate kid and the drums that we're using. And Thad yes. on Facebook found a link to Karate Kid and showing the drums. And that's how we should be playing our forehands. Nice. Good work, Thad. Excellent. Thank you. I've been looking forever. Not very well, obviously. But uh, yeah, thanks, Thad. Yes. Yeah, so it shows him doing the. He's got the little stick with the drum and the balls, and going. Da, 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 da. Yeah, have a look at it. We've got a link on yesterday's show, and we might put another link on today's show as well. Indeed. All right. Now Brian has asked another question. Alois, he says, "Is there proper etiquette when playing? I don't know how to act while playing tennis or golf. Oh, sorry. I know how to act while playing tennis or golf, but not table tennis." Um, yeah, like it's not, no, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's when, when you're in it, I think you sometimes maybe forget things. Um, I mean, just be, just be reasonable, you know, just be nice, just be nice to your opponent is, is the main <laughs> etiquette. Um, <laughs> um, it is, isn't it? I think it's really kind of, 
it it seems to be quite a fair sport. People seem to be generally pretty honest, you know, with edges or nets, lets. Um, uh, the only people find strange outside the sport is people apologising when you get a net and an edge and win the point. Um, so, you know, that's something people do. You just put your hand up when you get a net or an edge. Um, so, but it does seem to be fairly, yeah, you know, honest and yeah, sportsmanlike. No. Yeah, I do like you mentioning that one about putting your hand up, and that's probably one little etiquette that there is that that just slips my mind. So yeah, if you do, if you get a uh, the ball touches the net and goes over, or even during the rally, you know, the, your your shot hits the net and goes over, and or it hits the edge of the table. Um, usually, players just put their hand up to just acknowledge their bit of luck. Um, so that's one, and then at the end of the game, just shaking hands as well, um, even though. Some of our top players don't do that very well, um, but yeah, I mean, just going up and shaking hands properly with your uh, with your opponent at the end of the game. Yeah, good one. Um, yeah, interesting. I think it's becoming more um, aggressive in some ways. Like people are yelling more when they win points. Lately, although I guess that's been happening for years, hasn't it? I remember your favourite match, nineteen eighty seven, Jiang Jialang was going like this and walking around the other side of the table in the final of the, the world. That was pretty aggressive. <laughs> That's right. He walked, he walked, he did a whole lap of the table right up to uh, Waldner's end and shaking his fist like that. So, um, yeah, um, yeah, that's been going on for a while. But, yeah, I mean, being loud, though, players aren't necessarily aggressive towards the uh, other person. It's more like they're, you know, just they're really being loud about winning the point themselves. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. And if anyone else has any thoughts on table tennis etiquette, leave a comment on the blog. All right. Il has asked, how many degrees in the legal rule for throwing the ball in the air when the player serves? So Il's really asking how straight do you have to throw the ball yeah so the the rule is that um the rule says that you need to throw the ball up almost vertically so um almost vertically means um yeah they they sort of almost they almost allow 45 degrees um either side you know which is which is pretty pretty high um we'll put a link in the show to both the rule but also there's um the handbook for umpires and referees. And in that, it explains it pretty well of what the umpire's looking for as far as um, throwing the ball up vertically. So um, in in that handbook rule, you'll see that um, they talk about um, the, the angle of 45 degrees um, being, you know, the, the boundary. So you don't have to throw it up this way, even if you're throwing it up that way. Um, it's okay. You also need to take into account how high the ball's going. So, you know, sometimes play, uh, because the ball moves that far, um, uh, it might still have gone up pretty straight, but it's gone up a long way and then landed here. So, so it's well within that 45 degrees. So, I mean, the other thing is that I don't like about this rule is that I don't think it's policed well enough because I'm seeing a lot of serves that are going up you know, nowhere near 45 degrees and uh, and getting away with it too. Yeah, one of those interesting things, isn't it? If you're going to have a rule, mm. stick to it. Otherwise, don't have the rule. 
All right. Yep. So everyone take a look in the show notes. Really quite interesting because everyone just hears almost vertical, but these notes explain it a bit better. So um, check them out on the Ping Skills blog. Now, Sebastian says, when I play um, my forehand, my wrist is bent down. Plus, I'm left-handed, so I'm adding a lot of side spin to the ball and I'm having problems playing down the line. But will it take months to learn it the right way? Do you have any tips? Yeah, it won't take months. Um, so uh, for some reason, lefties tend to, more than right-handers, um, bend their wrist and curve um, curve their forehands. <clears throat> so what he's talking about is is bending the wrist down like that, which when you come to hit the ball, you naturally put some side spin on the ball. So the first thing is to just relax this wrist. So you'll see here that there's tension here and I'm actually bending my wrist. That's not a natural position. We don't walk around with our hands like that. So the first thing is to just relax your hand and walk around and walk around with a natural position and then just put your hand, a bat in the hand in that same natural position. If you, if you focus a lot on this wrist here and not having tight, tightness or tension there and keeping that relaxed, then you'll go a long way towards um, hitting the ball straight. So the other thing is um, then really focusing on when the bat is contacting the ball, that it's contacting in a nice straight line and not, not going around the side of the ball. So you're hitting right on the back of the ball. And I think that probably the easiest way to do this is initially do, do some practice down the line to start with. So practice doing your forehands um, down the line. If you do that, then it almost forces you to, to straighten that wrist up and um, open, open it out um, effectively. So, yeah, give, give that a go and see, um, and see uh, if you can make some changes. But keep some attention on there. Keep some attention on your, uh, on your wrist not tension, attention, keep some um, attention on there um, and keep it nice and relaxed and then uh, and then see if you can change that habit. It's, it's, it's well right. worth changing. Yeah, certainly is. Now, Alice, that's great technical tips and practical advice there for Sebastian. But one thing that um, also can help people is your video on um, learning, on correcting errors, we call it, but... The, instead of focusing on correcting the error, think about learning a new technique. And it sounds simple, but instead of like trying to correct that, just think about learning a new forehand where your wrist is straight. And for some reason, the mind seems to like that. A lot of people have found that helpful in in correcting errors or learning new skills. Yeah, that's that's a good tip too, uh, Jeff. And yeah, check out that video and see if you can. Um, uh, yeah, just change the mindset a little bit. It makes a big difference, definitely. All right, excellent. Next up, Christopher has said, I use a Donic Dotec blade with an ergonomic handle, which I really like. But when I change from forehand to backhand, I turn my bat slightly closed and I don't. Uh, it doesn't sit right in my hand. Should I change my technique or my bat or just persevere? Yeah, so uh, the Dotec blade... Um, basically, instead of having um, even shape on both sides, um, is shaped towards uh, either a left hander or a right hander. So it just it it curves one it curves one way in your hand that way, um, just to fit into your hand or uh, ergonomically fit into your hand a little bit better. 
Um, the issue isn't the blade. The issue, the issue is just keeping that hand relaxed and making sure that you're keeping it nice and straight in your hand. So if you're turning, if you're turning your blade in your hand one way or the other, whether it's with a normal handle or an ergonomic uh, Dotec handle, um, doesn't matter. Uh, it's not going to work for you. So just really focus on keeping that grip um, in your hand the same on both sides. And if you do that, then um, then that'll eliminate the problems. You don't need to change your blade or go to any uh, expensive lengths. Just focus on keeping this nice and relaxed, but in the same position for both sides. Ah, very good. And I don't think those blades are that popular anymore with those, oh, not that blade, but those handles are not that common anymore. But I remember back in the late 80s, Alois, and I'm going to get his name wrong, but it was uh, Kiel Johansson. I had a blade with his little name on it from Steger that had the handle like that. Shell Johansson, Jeffrey, Shell. Shell. It starts with a K, though. I mean... <laughs> KJ, yeah, I know. I know. Shell Johansson. That's how I say it anyway, yeah. <laughs> Good one. If anyone remembers Shell Johansson, leave a note on the blog. Love to hear from you. All right. Uh, Ramsey has jumped on and asked a question. Thanks for jumping on, Ramsey. He says, hey there, guys, it's me, Ramsey, from last year. If you remember, just checking you out and you helped me a lot and I have become a little better and keep up the fantastic work. Peace from Algeria. Thank you, Ramsey. That's uh, yeah, excellent, Ramsey. Thank you for like. It's always nice to hear nice things and and that we've been able to help. So yeah, really appreciate it, Ramsey. Thank excellent. you. Yes, thanks very much, and keep up the good work. All right, Alois, that wraps up another big show, episode one hundred and sixty nine, done and dusted. Thank you, everyone, for your questions. Thanks, um, Alois. It's been a you know. Great to hear your words of wisdom. And I'm rambling uh, again. <laughs> but we are going to be um, on sporadically over the next uh, little period. So um, I'm going to be away for a little while, but we'll try and do some shows in between. So you're going to have to keep an eye out um, to find out when the next show is. All right, Alois. Any parting thoughts for our ping skillers? Keep training, keep working hard, guys. And uh, yeah, if you've got questions, send them through to the Ask the Coach on the Ask the Coach page, and uh, we'll keep up with you and we'll uh, we'll help you out as much as we can. And thank you, guys, for all the really nice um, emails and thoughts that we get and messages on Facebook, etc. So um, yeah, we'll see you in a little while. Thanks. See you, everyone. <laughs>